Certainly we've been dealing with the fallout of a mass shooting on uh, Monday that left a, a police officer killed, assassinated, and uh, two other men, another man killed, and then another man probably not going to live, and then we had an officer in uh, York Region killed by an alleged drunk driver. But uh, here we are, two years later, and we've got a new police chief in the city of Toronto. This is a guy who was a one-time beat cop, almost killed at the beginning of his career in a near shooting to his face. But here we are 32 years later, and Deputy Chief Myron Demkew will be given the title of chief. Guy's got a lot of experience. So he was with Guns and Gangs, uh, with the Homicide Unit. He was with the uh, Vice Squad in Toronto Special Investigations Services Unit. He's been with the Intelligence Unit. He's had a whole lot of upper management jobs and got involved with uh, the launch of several different kinds of units, including the missing persons unit that was put together in the wake of the Bruce MacArthur serial killer case, of course, so they changed the way missing person cases are reported, also helped uh, to dismantle a global child sex network. So this is a guy who, when you read his resume, he's got all, he checks all the, the, the boxes. The question is, will he actually be able to to use his experience to fix what we all know is badly broken. Let me bring in Dave Perry, former Toronto police officer, homicide uh, detective, and our 640 Toronto security analyst. And I'll note, uh, Dave, uh, because you wrote about it, you wrote uh, an opinion piece which you sent to me about how we have lost our way. Uh, can this guy bring us back on path? Well, if anybody can, Alex, I think this is the guy. I know Myron Demkew and have for a very long time. He has uh, tremendous experience. He has the credibility and the respect of the women and men of the Toronto Police Service. And in my view, he wasn't uh, a political appointment or one that was picked to appease special interest groups. So I think he's the absolute right choice. Yeah, I mean, he's got an enormous task. He's not starting till December. And of course, he replaces... Uh, Chief James Raymer, who really never wanted the job. Uh, he came in and I think he was there for much, much longer than he thought he was. I mean, he's got grandkids. He wants to go and retire. Um, and under his watch, he's had two officers, uh, Toronto officers killed because, of course, uh, Officer Norris was was run down by a car last July. But he's, he's going to be taking um, the helm of a police force that has been really, Dave, and I don't need to explain it to you, kind of reduced almost to just uniforms where they can't really police, they can't really do their jobs, they got to go out there with less resources and knowing that, you know, many of the activists want them defunded. Um, you know, so morale will be probably, I think, and certainly after this week, uh, morale will be a huge, huge part of his leadership. Yeah, morale is probably going to be item number one, uh, because you don't have a good functioning police service unless you have a healthy morale. And right yeah. now, for all the reasons you described it, we certainly don't have that in Toronto. And, of course, um, on the heels of the week we just had and the loss of uh, Constable Andrew Hong, who is just one of the finest examples of a human being, a police officer, uh, we've got a very sad, very uh, very unhappy uh, police service that, that needs some strong leadership to get them back on their feet. Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the job um, uh, 
application, you know, the the thing that the Toronto Police Board puts out and what requirement this person would have to have, and they list through all the obvious, but then again, the word progressive comes up. We want a progressive forward thinker. I don't think, Dave, that people want that. I think we saw what progressive policing gets you in Ottawa with the last uh, Jim, um, you know, the police chief in Ottawa who basically had to walk away from the job because his pro- policing, a progressive type of tax didn't really work. I, I don't think people in Toronto care about progressive policing anymore. I think they want a safe city. Yeah, I would agree with that, although I, th- I think with the Myron Dempsey comes a good combination of both. I mean, I know that he will not roll over just to appease special interest groups. I'm confident of that. But I also know that he's sensitive to their needs. And he'll make it a priority to make the entire community feel inclusive. But mm-hmm. you know what? I expect him to make a lot of change. He's very smart, but he's very tough. He was a good, tough street cop. He got his hands dirty, and when I say that, mm-hmm. doing very hard, dirty work. And uh, and he's got all the credibility. He's got the education. If you look at his recent certificates yeah. in, in Indigenous teachings, he can clearly demonstrate that his commitment to marginalized and racialized communities, which is key. It's really important. However, there has to be a shift, and that's just, again, my opinion. There has to be a shift to this massive pendulum to get things back on track. Where And it starts with the chief um, to mm-hmm. make sure that, he pushes hard against politicians who want to make quick decisions to take away tools that are absolutely necessary for police officers to A, do their job, and B, to stem the tide of murders and killings and shootings that are coming out of the guns and gangs uh, issue we have in the city of Toronto. And the fallout, of course, throughout the GTA and the rest of the country. So he's got a big task ahead of him, but I'm, I'm just going to put my stamp of approval. I really like Myron Dempsey. I respect him, and I think he's going to do a really good job. Yeah, I mean, I, I was simplifying his resume because I, I would have to take up the entire segment kind of rolling out of, of what he has done and the kinds of programs he's gotten himself involved with. But to your point, I mean, he also uh, was part of a, a research, um, you know, effort to find, and he was the guy who announced it, that, uh, you know, black Torontonians were five times more likely to have force used against them. So he's he's acutely aware of the challenges that face him and the policing um, units. At the same time, you know, we saw Chief Sanders took a knee uh, with Black Lives Matter. And, and again, it didn't solve anything. Symbolically, it might have played well in the headlines. But again, it didn't. And it hasn't stopped people from running all over the city of Toronto, the GTA with guns. And, and so uh, there's going to be pressure uh, on this new chief to find that balance of making sure that cops have the tools to go into the neighborhoods where we know the gangs and guns are, are festering and, and working kind of freely. But he also has to be able to, um, you know, show those vulnerable communities that, hey, we get it. We're going to build trust. It's not something, you know, that happens overnight. It's going to take a while. But at the same time, I hope he sets a tone kind of right from the start. Yeah, I do too, and and I think he will. Um, you, you said it very well, Alex, but the bottom line is it's it's not that it's not time for conversation, but it's time for a different conversation than the ones we've been having. And mm-hmm. I think that we need a chief that's going to say, well, well let's, let's hang on a second here. Somebody just said that the following... Um, you know, operational procedure shows systemic racism or something like that. And if that's true, obviously that has to be changed. But it also, we have to ask the hard questions. We'll just say, where, how did we get to that conclusion? And what's the context? And did we do the research on the other side? Because, you know, I'll, I'll say it. I, I just get tired as a, as a retired police officer to see the, the men and women of our police services 
having to sit there and just take it and nobody speaking out to say, can we just at least have a look at this? Because I, I'm going to say it, Alex, I have never worked with or seen a police officer that ever targeted a community by race. We all came on the job for the same reason, to serve our community as a whole, to make it better, and to go after criminals, and to go after criminals wherever they are. And mm-hmm. we need a chief that sets that tone and makes that very clear and is not afraid to say, no, no, hang on now. We are going to do things like street investigations, and here's why and here's how, and we'll put safety mechanisms in place to make sure that our communities, A, understand, and B, uh, get an explanation if they're feeling marginalized or they're feeling like they're they're being targeted. That's just not happening. So I hope that that's the conversation that starts. Yeah, well, no question about it. Community building uh, relationships between the police and and these communities absolutely has to be a thing. And the sooner we do it, the better, because God knows we have let such valuable time disappear. All right, Dave, I know it's been a pretty heavy week for you and your colleagues. I thank you all the time uh, for coming on. Appreciate it. And uh, have a good have a better weekend. And thanks for all your support. I know that I've talked to a lot of people. I really appreciate all the things you've said as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll keep this platform open for that. Thanks. That is Dave Perry, longtime uh, Toronto, former Toronto cop. So look, I just hope that they give this chief the ability to do his job, because if I'm a police officer today, I am just thinking, who's got my back?